Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Um, Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Apart from messing up my intro, which some of you won't hear. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'll put that as a blooper at the end, right at the end. If if you want to hear how I just... Well, I didn't really mess the intro up. I said, welcome to Entertainment Talk instead of Gaming Talk. Because uh, that's what I say on non-serious type of episodes, but I'll I'll stick that at the end. Why not? Let's have some fun. Um. Anyway, uh, what have you been playing, Robert? Uh, a couple of things. A game called Infernax hit Game Pass, so I gave it a chance. Um, it's your basic side-scroller, heavily inspired uh, by Castlevania kind of a game. I'm kind of stuck at the first boss right now because it, it's what's it called, sorry? Infernax. Infernax. Okay. Yeah, kind of a weird name. Uh, basically, you're a you're a dude in armor, and you walk left and right and hit uh, zombies in the face with a giant weapon. And it's a there's a bo- there's bosses and upgrades and things like that. I haven't gotten too far into it because I'm kind of stuck right now at the first boss. Um, first boss isn't tough so much. It's getting to the first boss that's tough. Because there's a lot of platforming, a lot of precision jumps, a lot of death traps. So you don't really get to the boss with the full health bar, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You enjoying that? Uh, it, it reminds me back of the days. I'm going to keep trying to get past the first boss. Um, only other thing I've really been playing is uh, the curiosity got the better of me. And I installed Lost Ark since it is a free game. Uh, kind of odd, but not a terrible game. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, not really. I haven't had a whole lot of time this week. Um, I had the uh, part of the guttering fall in front of my door this week because of the cold and the storm. So that was a giant pile of fun. Apartment complex hasn't done anything about it. It's still there. Uh, so I have to duck or bang my head every time I leave or enter the house. Oh, All right. And I've been a little house shopping, uh, but the market is just so batshit crazy right now that uh, anything that's halfway decent is either way overpriced or is gone in five seconds. Oh, it's a bit like PlayStation 5. Uh, PlayStation 5s don't cost $175,000. Right, but I, I I meant like scalpers and stuff, but yeah. anyway. Um, cool, well I hope you get that sorted out uh, when you can. <clears throat> uh, so I played, uh, I haven't got Horizon yet. Um, one of the reasons I haven't got Horizon, well I did get sent it on Thursday, so Bo- Bo- Boomerang did their job. Um, and there was no post on Friday or on Saturday, but we have had a particularly bad, um, uh, like weather out here, like raining and, um, windy and all that kind of stuff. And when I popped out to get some lunch on Saturday, I did not see any Royal Mail vans at all. So I'm guessing that they weren't able to get out to do that. And it's been still like windy and rainy. Uh, today which is Sunday obviously there's no post on Sunday anyway so I'm thinking I'm going to get it tomorrow hopefully not too late in into the week or whatever but it, it should be tomorrow really um, but uh, yeah that stopped me from playing Horizon so Boomerang did their part they they sent me the game but as they always say to me once they send the game to Royal Mail there's nothing they can do about um, delivery and stuff so that is what it is uh, so I just kept continuing anyway with Dying Light 2 which is the other game I'm currently playing. Um, I'm really, really getting into it. Um, I had a period of playing it during Saturday where 
was a bit frustrated with certain parts. Um, but I sort of just pressed on and, and just kept kept unlocking um, windmill towers and things like that. Kept going on with the missions. Um, it's a funny little game because the story and the characters are not what you're there for. Um, what is really great about the game is the combat and the parkour and the interesting sense of progression with that because if you want to just beeline the game and just play the story which is basically what I'm doing I am like unlocking uh, windmills when when I go past them when I see them because they are your um, uh, sa- uh, safe spots <coughs> we can unlock those as safe areas which you'll need you'll need as many as them as possible but I basically if there's one on the way to another mission I go and quickly unlock that that's like an interesting parkour kind of challenge uh so that's been quite good i've been trying to figure out like the game's rpg systems what to sell what not to sell that sort of thing as well um so i've been sort of still getting to grips with certain things um but i've mainly just been playing the the main story uh on the game and it's 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 good there's certain characters i've sort of like gravitated towards a bit more i suppose um but even with the first game like I mean, I think the story and the characters were better in the first game, but it still wasn't Dying Light's sort of selling point. Dying Light's selling point always has been the parkour and the uh, fighting and the, and the gameplay and stuff and the like open world and everything. Um, so that's still been really great. There's certain there's certain times I'll get to the edge of a rooftop and I'll be like, hmm, what can I jump off to next and try and grab? And um, there's been a few times I've made some fatal decisions with that where I've sort of jumped off the rooftop and like oh there's nothing for me to grab onto I'm about to die uh so I guess I I I I can tell it's that that's my fault when I sort of do that so that's been interesting um I have unlocked a few I've got things like throwing knives um decoys uh I got a couple of mines as well which is quite good and I unlocked a um what was it some other thing as well which I guess I didn't use too much. Uh, the throwing knives are kind of cool though uh, which is good. Um, trying to use explosives in different fights like sometimes there's these canisters and things hanging around if you throw a knife at them they can obviously explode which is cool. Um, but no I'm having a, I'm having a good time with it I, I think. I will put it to the side once I get Horizon and then I will go back to Dying Light 2 once I get Horizon uh, but then I'll still have two good games to play anyway. So there's that. Uh, have you, you haven't got Horizon yet, have you? Uh, no, I'm kind of on the fence on it. Um, I'm curious about the weapon degradation in uh, Dying Light 2. Is it as bad as I remember from the first game, or did they fix that up a bit? It's better than I remember, but you get given a lot of weapons, and most of them, are, it's all, it usually seems to be slashing weapons or blunt weapons. And some of them have got higher numbers, but there doesn't seem to be... I'm not getting, like, attached to any of the weapons, really. Um, but... And there was one point where I thought I ran out of weapons. I was like, oh, like, well, my weapons keep breaking. And I went into my inventory and I had, like, eight more. Um, and that, that, that system is confusing me a bit when it, like... Like, sometimes I'll go to a merch to... Or like a trader to sell my weapons, and they'd be like, "Oh, you have all this stuff," and I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I guess I, I'm, I guess I'm not looking in my inventory properly, I suppose. But um, no, it's pretty good. I did just unlock a modifier thing, 
that lets me put, uh, I put it on this um, blade that I've got and it let me uh, electrocute enemies I haven't actually had a chance to try that yet that was the last thing that I did so that was uh, that was interesting um, I had this sort of set piece that I did earlier as well where um, uh, what was it there was these four like areas to look they're, they're all sorry four, four different things four different things to search in so boxes and vans and cars and stuff they're all in the same area I used up all of my equipment like throwing knives and stuff and I managed to get rid of a few of the zombies but there were still loads in the area and I was like okay I guess I can just try doing some melee and I kind of step in slash the zombies a bit step back and then step forward you know that that kind of rhythm thing and I was cutting through them pretty well a couple of them grabbed me now and again caused a bit of damage and then I got the equipment and I was fine um so yeah that was that was good but no the weapon degradation I feel like is slightly better than before I'm able to use a weapon for quite a while um or what feels like quite a while I suppose it depends on how much you engage with the fights themselves because sometimes you can even if you're running across rooftops and you come across other bandits and whatnot you can just run past them because you're faster than basically anyone in the game and um the the only time I found myself in really big danger was when I finished a night mission and had to run back to a safe zone and there were like four really fast zombies after me. Uh, but even even then, that sort of situation, you're best to run and not fight. So I guess my other answer to your question is I'm running sometimes more. Just, just in scenarios where I'm sort of like, okay, I can see the door over there where I need to go. I don't need to kill these ten zombies in front of me. I can just sort of run around them a bit. So, but no, it seems it seems alright. Weapon degradation so far. Uh, tried to play some COD over the week over the weekend as well. Um, and the internet was really bad. Now the internet wasn't bad when I was watching because I've watched a few shows this weekend as well. And just like streaming because I've been watching stuff on Apple and whatnot. That I didn't have a problem. I'm guessing this weather might be affecting the online gaming that I did. I I don't know. Um, but I was lagging very badly when trying to play uh, some COD. So I guess I. I stopped that for a bit. Uh, but that's pretty much been it. It's going to be Dying Light 2 until Horizon gets here. Then I'm going to play Horizon. Then I'm going to go back to Dying Light. And then eventually uh, Gran Turismo, I think, next month will be here. And I'm uh, I'm, I'm curious to check that one out as well. Because I have not really properly dedicated myself or properly played a like racing game in a, in a while. Um, other than like using cars within other games like Cyberpunk or something. Um so yeah by the way i have played some of the cyberpunk patch stuff um i want to save all my thoughts on that till the news because that's tied in with the new stuff we'll talk about that first i suppose that's sort of the big thing this week um but yeah so for them everything we've been playing um so yeah, what are you planning to sort of play in the next couple of weeks or so uh not really have any plans per se um i'm gonna keep with uh, lost ark for a bit see if i like it um, definitely going to try at least get past that first boss in in Fernax. Um, nothing's really out on my radar that I'm like super super stoked about. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. That's all we got for the stuff we've been playing. Let's do some housekeeping, and then we will go into the news. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're 
getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, a bunch of uh, cool new stuff to talk about. Uh, Today's uh, United cast review for Man United's 4-2... Sorry, Man United's, if I can speak properly. uh, 4-2 win away in the Premier League against Leeds. It was quite a um, quite a battle of a game. <laughs> but uh, got the rivalry going on there and that sort of thing. And especially one of our players seemed like he was trying to get himself sent off. But uh, yeah, it's the 4-2 win against Leeds in the Premier League. We play against Atletico Madrid on Wednesday, which will be very interesting. So look out for that one. Uh, yesterday as well, uh, I reviewed and watched uh, the 2022 revival slash sequel of scream uh it is just called scream but don't confuse it with being the first entry in a in a reboot or whatever Uh, it's a continuation of the old films and i very much enjoyed that gave that a must see rating that's got a spoiler free section at the start Uh, i did an analyzing television episode Uh, this was the 15th episode so if you're curious about my um uh topic sort of discussion podcast there's 15 of them now within the world of tv uh this one i talked about a continue watching slash streaming pitch idea thing i kind of had involving a way to kind of extend the purpose i suppose of like continue watching how how that feature could be used better across all of the streaming services and streaming boxes and and that sort of thing um but yeah it's just kind of a simple idea i had but i think it would significantly improve um our way that we view television basically so you can check that out uh talked about the um peacemaker cameo uh finale cameo in in the uh, the cameo that was in the finale episode that is a spoiler only episode as well because i do discuss of course the spoilery cameo itself uh if you're curious about just the cameo who showed up and whatever and you're not interested in peacemaker you can just look up peacemaker finale cameo and there's some videos out there there's like a 30 second video that i found uh for that and i did some dc talk as well do you have hbo max at the moment i do not um i'll probably sub it for like a month or two 
uh, once uh, season four of Young Justice finishes, uh, okay. so I can binge that and I might catch it, but I can't justify $15 a month for a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, but yes, that's on HBO Max in the US if you want that. Uh, speaking of other TV uh, streaming service stuff, I uh, sort of renamed my recommendation reviews. I'm now going to call those uh, Why You Should Watch Podcast. Uh, it's a spoiler-free episode in the first one of the new themed type episodes is for uh, Servant, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, so I talked about why you should watch the show, who's in it, what it's about, where you can watch it, all that kind of stuff. And Robert seems like he's having a do crashing over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's called Why You Should Watch, it's a spoiler-free episode all about Servant, why you should watch it, where you can, and what it's about, all that type of thing, so you can check that out as well if you want to. Uh, Classic Reviews is now finished for Season 5, it's Season 5, Episode 10, for Wallace and Gromit, which is the first two episodes of the original run from 1989, uh, so I checked that out, which was very good. There will be a Season Rankings thing as well, that will be out on Wednesday, just as the same as the other episodes. Uh, over on the other Nighticast episode, we recently beat Brighton by two goals to nail, that that was very very good so you're gonna have a look at that uh did a don't, don't skip review for encanto which is a new disney film that's on disney plus so i enjoyed my time with that and that's everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org you can find us as well on your favorite podcast platform by searching for entertainment talk let's get into some news Alright, so uh, probably the big story of the week, really. I, I like to sort of put the big thing at the top, because obviously, you know, I write things in the title and that kind of stuff. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. This game has been on a journey, I think it's fair to say, over, what, the last year and a half, almost? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, patch 1.5 was released this week, and there's a, there's a few things to get into in terms of discussion here. So, the patch... Um, is the official next-gen version for, of course, the Series X, PC, and PS5 versions. Uh, They didn't say the same for Series S. They said it's like a bit of an upgrade, but not as much of an upgrade over the the Series X. I suppose the Series X is obviously the more powerful machine. But on PS5, obviously, uh, that's where the the next-gen version is now fully out. Uh, So I don't have all the patch notes. Obviously, I'm not going to go through and read them, because there's about 600 of them. Uh, yeah, it's so a 70 gig patch. Yes, this is is quite big. Uh, some of the cliff notes to take from it basically is the police system is better, the um, NPC AI is better, more realistically sort of responsive. Uh, traffic is better and more responsive. Uh, the game itself is much, much, much more stable than what it was, uh, at least on the PS5 version. Uh, there's a few glitches and things here and there. Obviously, not not everything's been ironed out. But um, I went in and just uh, I did a little stream actually. Um, I think it was like 40 minutes or so that I that I streamed for. It was just little sort of test. I went on a couple of the gig things that you can do, little side missions. And apart from me apparently being very bad at the game, um, maybe it's because I transitioned from COD Modern Warfare into Cyberpunk, which is yeah a bit different for a few first-person shooters. Um, yeah, it was much, much better. Ran much better. Uh, there was some differences with the driving. Maybe I wasn't quite used to that. I, I think the the general sentiment I would take away from this is 
The game felt different to play and maybe it was me getting used to that because the driving definitely felt different. The shooting was a bit different. Uh, they also they also have... Um, <clears throat> they gave you back all of your skill tree points because they got new stuff and all that kind of thing. So you can just go through and um, uh, have a look at some of the new perks and, and that type of stuff. So it made sense that they would give that all back to you. Some things have been taken away, a couple of little things here and there. But um, overall, the game is better, basically, from this. Um, I've heard of people having odd few problems here and there. Um, Robert, did you jump into this patch? Did you, like, uh, update your game or, or anything? Where are you kind of at with this? No, I'm not. Uh, I don't even have the game installed anymore on my console. I read through the patch notes, and I realized that outside of some AI improvements, the patch really has nothing for my generation of console. So honestly, I just didn't even see the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is a... For those of you that haven't jumped into the game at all and haven't been sold on the game, maybe, uh, there is a is it five hour, seven hour um, trial that you can you can get. I think it's on all platforms. And uh, so you can go in. If you like want to see if you're convinced or not, you can go in and, and play that. They did also say that if you do the trial and obviously you make... Well, seven hours is a lot of progress that you can do. Uh, you can transfer that over to a uh, purchasable game if if you want to do that, which is good. Obviously, you don't want to waste seven hours of progress. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, that tells me that they... The fact that they did that tells me that they themselves are a bit more confident in it. And I got a sense because they did one of the... I think they're called Red Streams. I guess CD Projekt Red. Red Streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did one of those. And the general feeling within the... I think it was four people uh, within the four of them was they, they seemed a lot more confident about it and they were making a few little jokes here and there and they did it just seemed like they they were happy with the game as opposed to maybe the other two streams that they did where they were able to explain what they improved with the game and everything but they seemed a bit more nervous about what was what was going on uh, I mean this patch has been a long time coming the whole like next gen official patch and everything um, but yeah I jumped in for about 40 minutes to an hour roughly the game was a lot better. Um, yeah, it, we, do, we do have a question here about Cyberpunk, which I'll get to in a second. Um, in terms of me jumping back in, because obviously I have finished the story, and I, I the, the the ending that I got with my PS4 save will be my canon in quotes ending because I I liked what happened in that story. Um, in terms of me jumping back in, there's not really currently a reason for me to. Um, because it's an improved version of the game I've already played. And yeah, there's loads of gigs and stuff that I can do. But there's not much point in me doing loads of side stuff when I finished the game months ago and that sort of thing. Um, I suppose we just get to our questionnaires from, from Haley. She says, hey guys, with the Cyberpunk patch, what else do you want to see added to the game? Uh, the one thing I would want to see added to the game, which would get me to do another full playthrough... Is if they changed... Because you know they had the different life paths. I think it was Corporate, Street Kid, and Nomad. I think it was Nomad was like the desert thing that you could do. Mm-hmm. Corporate was obviously that. And I th- With my original playthrough, I went street- with Street Kid. The opening intros to those three sequences are different. But then the game breaks out into the same story. I would prefer it if... I mean, it's either the case where you add free like new dlc missions that i can go and do that is like new content and not just side gigs um or you do something else with the life path so that i play as a different v character um 
because at the moment, yeah, I jump in, the game's a lot better, and I'm 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 happy with it certainly. But there's not much. I mean, there's things to do. I just don't see the purpose of me doing those things necessarily. Um, and I I was sort of going through as I was as I was playing like for forty minutes or whatever I played, and I was like, I wish I'd waited until this patch came out to to play it because when I went through my playthrough which i did most of it on twitch um i sort of debated doing that and obviously at the time i didn't have a ps5 or whatever but um but you know i i enjoyed the time i had with it on on ps4 and stuff so yeah uh what would get you uh to go back to the game robert like i said before if i can ever get my hands on a series x that was going to be the game that i christened the uh, console with yeah. And I'm still pretty much going to stick to that because I do want to see how it, because I did try to play it on my one S and it, even without the, 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 the constant patching that they've had to do, it just didn't run very well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but what else do we want? She says, what else do we want added to the game? Uh, yeah, just, just new things for me to do, whether it's entirely new playthrough as one of the different life paths with something different. Um, the goal that I want them to try to get to, and this isn't something important per se for them to get to, I would like them to add the train cart system, but um, I was talking with some people online and stuff, and they said that apparently the de- the, de- the developers at one point said they've got no plans to put that into the game. Um, it's not like a massive deal. I think it would just add to the immersion and stuff if you did that, because at the moment it's still just you go up to a box, you press square, whatever it is, um, and you select a destination, you get a loading screen, and then you you spawn in there. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, so we'll we'll see what uh, what happens with Cyberpunk, I suppose. But this is a really good step in the in in the right direction. Um, I don't know if they'll quite go the route that Man No Man's Sky has gone, which I think they've had. I think I read this week because they've got another update coming out, No Man's Sky, and they've ha- done like seventeen updates to that game, and people really enjoy No Man's Sky now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cyberpunk needs to or will get to that kind of level. Um, yeah, and I watched because um, my go-to Cyberpunk YouTuber is uh, Tyler McVicker over on YouTube. He's done some great videos and stuff, and he talks to some of the team over at CD Projekt Red. And he was saying like how he really loves this update and everything. He did quite a short video on it, and it, right at the end of his video. He was like, this is a really good step in the right direction, everything, and for the company and, and that sort of thing. And then he said, oh, we he talked a little bit with, like, one of the devs at the team, and they said they're looking forward to what they've got planned for 1.6. So they will pro- it will probably will be another update. How long that will take, I don't know, because obviously this one took them months to do. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but the general sentiment online is the game's much, much better to play, at least. Um... I mean, I suppose if you were going to ask me, like, okay, should you jump into Cyberpunk now? Um, seeing as what Tyler probably knows about that game and the behind the scenes, the way he said what he said about 1.6, I would wait for one, the 1.6 patch. Um, if there's no nothing, like, significantly new from 1.6, then I would say jump into the game, but... I, I I'm curious about what he tries to what he tried to tease with with 1.6, which will probably be in a few months' time. Um, what do you think they might have planned for that? Because the the way he said that seemed like they have something kind of bit more special. Hard telling. Although I do find it interesting that one of the things they added in in the patch was the ability for NPCs to send you nudes, 
which okay i don't know why that needed to be in the game but whatever mm. yeah it's an adult game in it so yeah yeah um oh speaking of some other stuff uh you can do there was other things i wasn't quite so interested in so you can like buy more apartments and stuff that was never something i was like oh my god i need more apartments um you get more benefits from like um eating sleeping and showering like actual xp benefits and stuff uh, as opposed to just like being a function in the game because before showering in the game i don't think did anything it was just a thing you could click on obviously sleep meant that you could skip time and and whatnot uh but that's kind of interesting so yeah we'll see what the future holds for cyberpunk but um yeah, it's interesting. Um, I would just say as well, obviously we're going to like talk about what happens with Cyberpunk and stuff, but I would definitely recommend uh, go check out Tyler, Mc- Tyler McVicker over on YouTube. He does some really great um, Cyberpunk content. I want to see if actually he's posted anything else later um, other than just his initial thoughts after the stream and stuff. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure he's gone in and like tested the game and that sort of thing. So there we go. Uh, let's move on from that. Uh, stick to the big video game franchises. Um... Halo is a TV series that's going to happen. We got the trailer, what, two weeks ago or so. Um, you weren't as keen on it, but I, I said I really liked it. Uh, there was some general mixed reception. Some people were like, I don't care for this, and some people were like, this looks really good. And obviously there was Cortana, who looked kind of interesting. Um, but the uh, there was a piece of news that came out, I think this was just yesterday, actually. They said that Master Chief is going to reveal his face uh, in the series. Uh, now, we have had two similar series to this in terms of um masked characters we've had the mandalorian who's got a helmet and whatnot and not he's not supposed to reveal his identity and you've got the book of boba fett as well where he's also got the same mandalorian creed type of thing i guess the same thing is happening here uh i'm just gonna just while i before i ask you a question i'm just gonna look up the actor's name but uh what do you think of the idea of master chief's face being revealed in the series uh, I think it's something that is going to be 50-50. I think half the fans are going to hate it and half the fans are going to love it regardless of whatever happens. Uh, just because it's all, he's always been a masked protagonist. They've never really seen his face. Um, so it's a bold call. You know, what's, oh. what's the old meme? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Here's the weird thing about this, right? Everybody yesterday was kind of up in arms and like, oh, he shouldn't reveal his face and stuff. Um, so we don't know what Master Chief's face looks like in the game, right? And there was a scene, I think it was the end of Halo 3 or 4, where the helmet goes to get taken off of him, but the camera cuts away. Mm. Uh, we already know what this guy looks like because he's being played by Pablo uh, Schreiber. So when he takes his helmet off... It will pro. I, I mean, you could have a stunt actor for some of the stuff like they do with Mandalorian. It's not always Pedro Pascal uh, under the helmet. Obviously, he does the voice and whatnot. But we already know what this Master Chief is going to look like because we know who's going to play him. So I guess that sort of... It, it make, to me, that makes it less of a big deal about like, oh, what does he look like? Because, yeah, we already know what he looks like because we know what the guy looks like who's going to be playing him. Um, same thing with like, I guess Boba Fett and uh, Mandalorian. We already knew who the actors were that played those two roles. So whenever they took their helmets off, we already know what they were going to look like. Um, what do you think of? I, I suppose the idea of that, like, you have a physical actor obviously playing the role this time. 
um, and we know what he looks like. So when he does take off his helmet, whenever that's going to be, it won't be a sort of oh, what does he look like mystery? Um, mm-hmm. What do you kind of make of that? Uh, well, it's one of those things that it's such an iconic look, and especially for someone, uh, just because there's the physical actor playing it doesn't mean that's what the character is. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Darth Vader's physical look, and then the they had uh, James Earl Jones do the voice for it. Mm-hmm. The actor that was in the suit sounds nothing like him, um, and that was super iconic. So it just kind of depends yeah. on what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Uh, I did see some people online as well saying um, that in like some of the Halo books, he takes off his mask, but the difference is there you can't see him because it's a it's a book. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's left up to your visual imagination, like when you're reading descriptions of things within a book. Uh, so there's a bit of a difference there, I suppose. But um, yes, they said that he will reveal his face in the... Um, TV show, which isn't really a spoiler because it was published as a piece of news this week. So yeah, we'll see how that all kind of plays out uh, and how that kind of goes. Um, moving on to my last piece of news, uh, Walton uh, Goggins has been cast in the Fallout TV series. I think he's been the first person that's been cast for this uh, TV show. This was announced a while ago, I think what a year or two ago maybe at this point. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, it's going to be from Nolan and Joy um, who do the Westworld TV show, which is a very, very good show over on HBO, and it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, is it Walter Goggins or Walton Goggins? Have I written his Walton. name? Walton. Walt- Walton. With, with an O, yeah. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. Uh, Walton Goggins cast for the TV show for Fallout. Uh, another masked character, because you've got the uh, the suit and whatnot. Uh, mm. What do you think of his addition to the TV show? I'm really looking forward to it. I've been a big fan of his for a while. Um, most recently, you probably heard his voice as Cecil on Invincible. Um, probably his two more notable roles being uh, Justified and The Unicorn, although some people might know him from The Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great actor. Amazing range, especially if you watch him in Justified and then compare that to Invincible. So that's going to be a really interesting uh, thing. Not his first uh, video game, not even his second. He was the villain in the 2018 Tomb Raider. And before that, he was a character on the... Uh, um, brain fart, brain fart, what was it? Hang on. Half a second here. Uh, Wing Commander video game okay. back in the late 90s. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking through his uh, it says movies and TV shows. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever see that mm-hmm. show? I never got around to seeing that. Okay, it was pretty good. Last the last two seasons were a bit of a long winded mess, but um, it ended all right. Uh, I was trying to think of him in that show, but um, it's been a while. Uh, I never saw that Tomb Raider film. Apparently, he was in Ant Man as well. Uh, yeah, he was Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp. He was. A very underutilized. That villain had no real arc to it. Yeah. He was barely even a villain. Mm. He was in Community. Have you ever seen that? Uh, parts of it, yeah. That's a, that's a very good show. Um, I don't know how I f- feel about Walton Goggins. I mean, he's a very good actor. But, um, and again, it might be... Is it going to be more of a voice thing? 
Like, uh, well, he's playing. According to the article, he's playing a ghoul. Um, so there is going to be a lot of makeup on him. So we might not recognize him right away. Okay. Um, I don't know that it's going to be animated. It hasn't said either way. Um, for live action, but I don't. I don't know if that was specifically announced. So, yeah. Um, but now he's a good kind of big name to to bring to the show. Um, yeah. And we'll see who else they sort of put in. That's going to be another one that's going to take a long time. Hopefully, not as long a time as what Lord of the Rings took to get to to, to uh, put together. Because goodness me, that show was in development for a, a long time. Um, obviously, it's Amazon. They are able to pour money into these things, aren't they? So, speaking of shows on Amazon, have you watched any of the uh, Legend of Vox Machina? No, no. Uh, for those people that don't know, Vox Machina is one of the campaigns that Critical Role ran with a whole bunch of voice actors. Uh, most notably, you probably know uh, Matt Mercer or Laura Bailey. Um, but yeah, they got they did a crowdfunding thing to animate it, and then uh, Amazon picked it up, and they've been dropping in three episode sets on Friday. I think the last set is either already dropped or dropping next week. I have to double check. Hmm. Alright, cool. Uh, but yeah, Walton Goggins uh, added to the Fallout TV show, so we've got a couple of uh, additions to that, I suppose. I think he's the first person to be added to that show. Mm-hmm. He's um, the only one listed on the project outside of the yeah. uh, producers. Yeah. Well, you've got to do other things like script and writers and locations and all that other stuff as well. So, I mean, the Last of Us TV show is still casting. Mm-hmm. Um, that apparently won't uh, air until next year, which makes sense. If you're, if you're still casting people, it means you've still got a bunch of stuff to film. Um, but yeah, uh, I should probably do an episode of that soon. But uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering if I should wait for a trailer or talk about all the new casting additions now. Well, not not like right now, but um, some point soon. But I'm trying to yeah. just wait a bit. If you want to see what that possibly could look like, a long time ago. When I say a long time ago, um. Back in uh, back eight years ago, uh, there was a YouTube channel called Wayside Digital that did a fan uh, follow-up movie. It's called Nuka Break. It's still on the website, although that channel is pretty much dead. It hasn't posted anything in like five years. Um, but if you want to kind of see what that would look like, I would go there. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's the new stuff I got this week. Not quite so much, but still some decent big things to uh, talk about. So what would you like to talk about this week? Uh, we got a few things that we can talk about. Um, Starfield has an aesthetic that they're aiming to be, quote, NASA punk, which uh, they describe as a mix of grounded and relatable sci-fi style. Uh, there is a video that you can watch on YouTube going through the uh, artistic project. Um, trying to find the person's first name. Uh, Starfield lead artist Istvan, I think. Play, um said early on in the project we were trying to establish the overall aesthetic of this game we sort of coined the term NASA punk to describe a sci-fi universe that's a little bit more grounded and relatable but we wanted a very realistic take uh, you can draw a line from current day space technology and extrapolate that from where the game is going to be so I just because art is something that's very important in a game but often is something that just kind of blends into the background so that caught my eye on that. Hmm. Yeah. I'm curious about Starfield. Um I, I I'm more interested in kind of well, first of all, seeing more of the game. We saw like a one minute teaser of a 
guy and a spaceship and that was it and everybody lost their goddamn minds uh but um yeah i'm curious when we get our first like gameplay look at this game because i i do expect this game to do something special um because that's how it's been sort of touted is this like next big special bethesda game and i think you've kind of mentioned before it's either gonna like do a sort of fallout 4 where it's going to really amaze everybody or it's going to do the opposite um i think uh but for me it's 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 kind of another one where it's just going to be is this just going to be a visual pretty game or is it going to do something like like what's the what's the, is it just okay you have you can get in your ship and explore stuff and use rpg mechanics like a normal thursday game or is it going to sort of do something evolved and something new um because the, the bigger games that we're getting and I'll, I'll include horizon in this conversation and obviously i haven't played it yet so i don't know exactly what it's like i'm looking at these next sort of big games so you're sort of um things like starfield things like horizon god of war and those sort of things um I want them. I want now that we're in a new generation. I just want games to do to to be pushed to that kind of next thing. Um, and I think Sony's got some interesting ideas with obviously the um, DualSense controller, but uh, Microsoft doesn't have that. So we'll we'll see what they uh, what they come out with. What what's uh, where are you at with um, Starfield right now? Uh, well, it's going to be part of Game Pass. So I'll, if nothing else, if it does hit its November. Uh, launch date i will be playing it just out of sheer curiosity and the fact that it's free uh, no matter what um past that um we don't really know a whole lot about the plot or anything like that so i can't really go on that Mm -hmm. uh they have shown a little bit of in-game footage not a ton but enough to get a sense of it it looks nice obviously that means nothing but (laughs) we'll just have to wait and see because it's Mm -hmm. february now so uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, indie MMO project Titan Reach has been lurching from crisis to crisis since its initial Kickstarter launch back in 2020, and now that has seemed to have ended for good in confusion and failure with a YouTuber close to the project alleging that the lead developer misappropriated investor funds to gamble on cryptocurrency and buy himself a Tesla. Uh, Triton Reach was a, quote, RuneScape-like MMO that ultimately did not meet its initial Kickstarter goal of 430000 Undeterred, developer Square Root Studios adopted a month-to-month crowdfunding model and saw continued interest in its community over the course of several early access iterations. Ultimately, the 200000 Square Root received in crowdfunding was not enough to sustain the project, and its lead developer, going by the username Unravel, announced the end of the project on the game's Discord back in August of 2021. Uh, the next month, Unravel took back to Discord to announce that the game had been fully funded somehow by an anonymous angel investor and that development would resume. Uh, Kira TV, an independent critic on YouTube, had previously covered Titan Reach extensively and corresponded with its developers, claimed to have spoken to this investor in a video posted around this time. Um, despite the surprising windfall... Titan Reach ceased development again just last week, with Unravel announcing the, deplet- the depletion of their funds on Discord and divided, dividing into a long digression about NFT integration he was hoping to include with the game, which God, I really hope NFT fades out of existence really oh, soon. Oh, God, I hate NFTs. Yeah. I, I, everyone should, but obviously there's money to be made. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the previously mentioned YouTuber Cure TV has now released a video alleging that Titan reaches Angel and Invol- Angel Investor pulled out after unraveled misappropriated funds for a failed $150,000 cryptocurrency investment and buying a Tesla. Obviously, these are just allegations, but uh, the possibility for this to be investigated as a criminal level continues. Hmm. So, more uh, people being silly with money mm-hmm. and uh, doing doing silly things. Um, what do you think of this, then? Uh, the problem with something like that is that it's all about honesty and integrity. Because um, I know I've known I know really really rich people, like like stupid crazy rich, and the ones that get it through you know a lifetime of hard work and just putting your nose to the grindstone, they're the most down to earth unassuming people you would ever meet in your entire life. It's like the guy that I know. You look at him; he's got. 20-year-old ripped jeans, and he's cutting his own firework, firewood for a, a heater stove for his mother-in-law. That's not a guy you look at and think, yeah, he probably has like $8 million worth of paintings on his wall, but he does. Um, and then you get people that basically just windfall into it, and they go broke like crazy. It's like 70% of pro athletes over here in the U.S. go bankrupt within five years of retiring because... They don't know how to manage their money. They've never been taught, which, to be fair, that's kind of a tough thing to teach when you have people that come from literal nothing that sometimes don't get a meal every three days to having $15 million in the bank account. It's easy to lose perspective on that. Mm. Yeah. But this guy probably had never had access to that kind of money before, and if it's true, he just went nuts, which sucks for everybody involved. But we'll just have to see if something criminal comes from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I look at people like me, you, probably people like Bex, David, Gray, and think, like, okay, if, if one of us got, like, loads of money, I mean, we've all got different sort of levels of money. Obviously, we've got, like, different jobs and stuff. Um, I don't think any of us would mess up getting, like, 15 million in the in the bank or something. Um so yeah, it's just it's just a shame when uh, people do get those opportunities and they just completely squander them. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a bit of a problem with the sort of, and I don't mean to put this on the oh it's the youth's problem or whatever, but there is a certain group of like um, rich, powerful young people out there that do tend to waste opportunities like this, unfortunately. But then there is other young people that do get rich and somewhat powerful, and they use it for use it for good. So I guess you've got. You got both kind of going on. Um, but yeah, the Tesla thing was was kind of interesting as well to uh, hear about here. So we'll see uh, how it goes. Uh, what was the game called? You said. Oh, uh, hang on, give me a second. They closed out that window. No, right. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. I suppose. As well. Was it windfall or something? No, um, man, I got the article back. The Titan Titan Reach is what it was called. Okay, Titan Reach. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See how it goes. Uh, all right. What else do you want to talk about today? Uh, unfortunately, also from the the desk of terrible news. This is one of those things that I'm really curious about this person's life to where they got to this point. Um, so a pro Tekken player. 
who goes by the name Takukana, uh, was on stream and said something pretty stupid. Uh, she said that short people, being under men who are under 170 centimeters, five foot five, if you measure that way, don't have human rights. And it goes on to say they should get a surgery to make them taller. Uh, she obviously apologized later, but that didn't stop her team from firing her. She was part of uh, Osaka-based Cyclops Athlete Gaming because apparently she's a really, really good uh, Tekken player. Uh, they have dropped her. Her sponsors have dropped her. And now people are coming out. And that's not the worst thing she said. Um, I've got a list here. Some of them make no sense. Uh, bald people are bald because they were evil in a past life. Um, antis with low income should unalive. Don't even know what that means. I don't um, know what that means, yeah. LGBT uh, Q plus people are a gathering of mentally ill people, which, how is that not the lead? Um, and how did that not get her fired? Um, but yeah, so I don't like canceling people. I can understand why they did it. Um, that's obviously not something you want associated with your brand. Um, but yeah, it's more of a curiosity of what in her life led her to have those views. Because those are some pretty weird ones. The The short thing I'm actually used to because I have cousins that are kid, that have kids in their 20s. And uh, I hear stories from them from dating apps and yeah, Body shaming short people is very, very common. Mm, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this is one of them cases where you know someone's been in a somewhat privileged position in terms of her being in this team and being in a competition and stuff. Some people don't get that opportunity, um, and said some stupid stuff. And it's one of them things where, okay, you might be really, because you said that she's really good at this game and stuff, you might be really good at a game, you might have money and power, but if you're an arsehole and you say stupid stuff, then you don't deserve to have those things anymore. It's pretty much as simple as that to me, especially if you come out with the, it's not as if she said one thing that was like maybe slightly out of context. There's multiple things in there, which, well, one of them doesn't actually quite make sense, but all the other stuff is just directly horrible. I mean, especially mm -hmm. when you're going for like, um, uh, you know people's sizes so she's talked about like short men uh, especially when you go for like obviously LGBTQ plus people um, that's obviously a massive group of people that you're then uh, disappointing or annoying or offending whichever word you want to choose from mm -hmm. that um, so and that's I'm in that group as well um, obviously what she's said here isn't going to make me go and like be upset obviously i don't really care about this person but um yeah it's it's just a, a bit of a sad example where uh and it, i i've kind of said the, the same thing that you've said on other episodes about different things no no nobody's like born with that mindset you know it it's mm -hmm. a case where like, like, i'm not trying to compare her to a murderer i'm just giving murderers like um as an example, nobody's born and immediately wants to think, I want to murder a bunch of people. That that doesn't happen. Uh, no, nobody's born and is transphobic. Like, it's a case where either you've developed that mindset over a period of your life through what you've been exposed to, or maybe the people that are in your life, or it's a case where you've maybe got in with the wrong crowd, maybe some kind of, you know, obviously cults can 
play a part of that. I'm not saying she's a cult member, but you know what I mean. You you can mm-hmm. join cults that will warp your mind, unfortunately, in that way. And it's a case for some to look at her and think, okay, what ki- what kind of life path have you gone in where you're that nasty of a person? Because you weren't born like that, and there was a certain path that you took in life that led you down to down to that route. Um, so. Yeah, it's... yeah, and that's why I'm not a big fan of canceling people because sunlight is the best disinfected. I mean, if they're a stupid person, let them say stupid things, let them expose themselves. Um, did you see that clip of Alinity that went viral a while back? Which which lady? Alinity. Oh, Alin. No, who's that? She's a streamer. She's known uh, for abusing animals on stream. She like was playing a game and her cat jumped in her lap and she literally chucked it over her head to get it out of the way. Jesus. Um, she's also fed it vodka, which could kill it instantly. But no, she was on stream like a couple weeks ago and said that if a guy is dating a woman and then finds himself attracted to another woman, then he's cheating. But if a woman is dating a guy and finds herself attracted to another guy, then the guy she's dating isn't doing enough to keep her. And I'm like... Were you dropped on your head as a child? Because that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like what caused you to get to that mindset? What what caused yeah. you to come? Yeah, come to that conclusion. So, yeah, um, yeah. That reminded me of. Did you did you hear about um Kurt Zuma over here? Uh, I vaguely kind of ish heard the name, but I don't know the context. Okay, he's a West Ham footballer, and he ba- there's a video. His brother was filming him for some reason. And he was he like picked up his cat and kicked it like a rugby ball, and then like kicked one of his other cats, or I think he's got like two cats or something. Uh, he's a West Ham footballer, and um, funny thing was I heard that he played yesterday, and I don't know why he wouldn't immediately be dropped from the team. Um, I mean it's in his contract that he still gets paid anyway, yeah, which is unfortunate. But um, well, yeah. the thing with pro athletes is that if you're good enough they will forgive anything. There was a American quarterback that had a dog fighting ring and he made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not much like going and betting on it, like actually having the animals on his property and running a dog fighting league. Yeah. And he still played. Tim. Yeah. All right, let's move on from all this. Uh, what yeah. do you want to talk about next? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about, and I always love being able to end on an up note, uh, Valve that is good. De- yeah. definitely knows how to keep people happy. Um, last week, they released a CAD file for the upcoming Steam Deck. So if you have a 3D printer, you can custom print your own shell, which is super cool, by the way. Um, so they just now partnered with iFixit. iFixit is a local franchise place here in the States that is third-party repair for like cell phones and parts and things like that. So if you crack your phone on your screen and it's not in warranty, but you don't want to spend the $200 to replace it, you can take it to an iFixit and they'll swap out the screen for like 50 bucks. Anyway, they're partnering with iFixit as an authorized seller of Steam Deck replacement parts, as well as replacement parts for Valve Index VR kits. Valve wrote in an update on Steam today. Uh, they're still working on the details, and we'll share more once the ink's dried. Hmm. Uh, so, if, But if you hop over to iFixit's part store, 
Uh, you already find a variety of components on sale for game systems and other gadgets, um, from old iPods to Dyson vacuums. Um, so it's a it's one of those stores that it covers a lot of bases in terms of this is kind of old and broke. Hey, we can still fix it though. Um, there's also a teardown video on YouTube if you want to see the Steam Deck and be curious about it. Um, part of it is they attached a speaker to a potato, and I'm not quite sure why. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm looking at the thumbnail for the video right now, and there's literally what looks like either a speaker or some kind of battery pack, and it's being powered by a potato. Huh. Um, okay, then. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. The Steam Deck's out now, isn't it? I don't know if it's like officially, officially out. I don't really have a use for it, so I never really caught on to it. So let me uh, Steam Deck. Let me see if you can buy it. I think you can pre-order it. Uh, I'm sure you can pre-order it, but. Uh, According to this article on February 18th, it launches in a few days. So uh, 28th is when it starts shipping in the U.S., uh, 25th in the U.K. Cool, cool. Um, Yeah, Steam Deck's not something I particularly need. Um, I also think the placement of the analog sticks with the other buttons is very bad. I think we talked about that when we first got Mm -hmm. a picture of it a a while ago. And, yeah, it it doesn't look comfortable to to play. Um, I also just, I'm not a PC gamer, so therefore I'm not going to be a portable PC gamer. If I'm going to do any portable sort of gaming, it's probably going to be on my Switch. Um, So there's that. Um, But, uh, yeah, for people that do have this or are going to get this or, or, or whatever, uh, which I do know there's some people excited for this thing out there. Obviously, there is some hardcore PC gamers out there that are going to mm-hmm. uh, want to take a look at this. So, yeah, if you can get yourself a case or something that you want, um, that's always good as well. Uh, and I do it. like the fact that they're making this very accessible to uh, um, fans because, obviously, with something like that, um, parts are going to break. And uh-huh. instead of having to send it off and not have it for a couple days and then get it back maybe in a week or a month, you could just find a local iFixit store and have them work on it on site, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, very, very good. Um, all right, that was the last thing you got? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, we've got an interesting last email to talk about here. I've already read out Haley's email. Uh, before I read out Harrison's email, who continues to write in, which is excellent, I uh, just want to let you all know where you can write in. If you want to let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on the different things that we've discussed, you can send those in to Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. There's Twitter. You can find us over there, eTalkUK. I think our DMs are open. I'm pretty sure that they are. You could just follow us anyway. Uh, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's also a contact page information in your show notes. There's a email box on the website version of the podcast and a clickable email name. So plenty of options to get yourself involved with the show. Uh, Harrison says, uh, what games do you hope to see at E3 this year? Harrison's trying to skip to the summer, um, but uh, that's cool. Uh, I'll have six weeks off in the summer, which is good as well. Um, what games do you hope to see at E3 this year? So I hope that we see... Um. I do hope to see those Warner Brothers games again. Uh, I know I've called the company kind of incompetent, which is the not the development teams, but Warner Brothers themselves for lots of different reasons. Uh, but I do hope to see some updates for those for Suicide Squad, uh, Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, 
and uh, Gotham Knights with uh, Hogwarts Legacy being at the top of my wanting to see list. Uh, all that could be safe for DC fandom. I, I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, E3 is usually, what, June-ish? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you hope to see? I wonder if it's too early to show Splinter Cell yet because they're going to be doing the remake of the first game um i don't think we talked about on on this show did we but i i remember i did a ubisoft episode on that and assassin's creed where i i got into that uh obviously they're gonna have a ubisoft show or ub forward whatever it's called and they'll probably show that off uh what do i hope to see I do want to see some different Star Wars games. There's a few different ones in development from different companies. Uh, Ubisoft's also got that Indiana Jones game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that... Is it Ubisoft? Somebody's got an Indiana Jones game. I, I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft. They've got that one. I'm curious about that. Um, and curious about... Because we know we're getting God of War, probably Horizon, and... GT7. So those are probably going to be the big three Sony games. I wonder what the big three Xbox games are going to be. Because at the moment you've got Starfield. And I know you only talked about this last week. But hopefully something from State of Decay 3. Mm-hmm. Though that could be the next one. But I don't know what their third big game would would be. Uh, yeah, we're more yeah. than likely going to get something from Starfield. Some sort of... Uh either a full you know in-game presentation uh, something big to really hype it up for it coming out in november i would hope that we can get something um stated to k3 related either a release date or some in-game footage because they announced that like three years ago when it's been radio silent ever since is it really that long jeez wow. i want to say 2019 2018 about in that time frame Um, maybe something Gears of War related, possibly, Mm. uh, just because we haven't had anything from that franchise in a while. Um, not Mm. holding my breath out on that, but I'm curious. I think that was my 2019 game of the year. I think it was 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So two, almost three years. Yeah. Some kind of announcement about Gears of War 6, um, should be good. I don't expect to see another Gears Tactics or another Halo Wars but then I didn't really expect a Halo Wars 2 and we got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those tactical games aren't really my, my kind of thing. Um, I wonder if we'll see anything from Fable. Because uh, that got that got announced. Yeah, I mean, it's possible with Fable. I'm not the, uh, the hugest fan of that franchise. Just because um, that first game was so buggy. It wasn't even funny. Um, How many has there been? I'm really like out there on that franchise. Three, and then they try to do like some kind of four v one dungeon thing with it, and that never uh-huh. went anywhere. Um, past that, I honestly don't know. Uh-huh. Do you think this will be just like a reboot, like a clean reboot? Probably, yeah. That feels like the best thing to do. Um, was there one called Fable Legends? That's. Or is that... That's the 4v1 thing that never came out. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, got that as well. Uh, but no, something from start... I mean, I'm going to stick with my usual two things, which is Warner Brothers games and Disney games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And, um... Uh, oh, yeah, we got things... It depends what... 
I mean, Sony will probably do a state of play around the same time, but not officially an E3 thing. I'm really curious as to what Naughty Dog is up to, because I've been hearing these things about like Naughty Dog's working on three or four games. The two that we are pretty sure that they're working on is The Last of Us Remake and Factions 2. Um, but I don't know what the next one could be because part of me i mean i definitely want more last of us obviously i also do Mm. want to see what naughty dog can do with a new ip because naughty dog's actually been really successful across different um uh, genres like they made a hollywood blockbuster shooter type thing with uncharted they made a horror zombie third person game with last of us they made a kart racer with crash team racing and they made two different platformer games with crash and with Jack and Daxter. Obviously, they've made things before that, but that's sort of like the PlayStation mm. Naughty Dog era. Um, I wonder if I wonder if I mean I trust Naughty Dog to do basically anything because why wouldn't I? Um, but I wonder if Naughty Dog wanted to do something sci-fi related. That could be like a bit of a next kind of thing. So they've done like horror, they've done action, I suppose fantasy. I don't know if Naughty Dog's really a fantasy type of studio. Although you just, you just never know. You never know what a developer's good not good at until they maybe try it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but obviously, I've always got my eyes on Naughty Dog. Plus, you never know what's going to be a pop-off success. You got to remember, Fortnite released to make money because they were trying to fund their uh, um, horde, basically their version of a horde mode game, and then Fortnite became what it is now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose the other company I look at, obviously, Activision, with you know Crash and COD. Um, I, w- I just wonder what happened with Wampa League as well. I think that game's still in development. I just think it maybe got caught up in the whole harassment slash buyout situation, extended mm. situation. So, but we'll probably see another Crash game. Um, I think we'll probably see another Spyro game still. Um, and obviously another COD. Um, oh yeah, of course, you know, tracking this year's, um, COD Modern Warfare 22. That's, that's a really, really big game for me as well yeah. so we'll see uh any other games that come to mind you want to see uh not really um it's one of those things that everything i know is either i know too much about it or i know nothing about it so and mm-hmm. the ones i know nothing about i know that i'm going to play them regardless so we'll just have to see yeah yeah so we'll see all right that's what we've got for you for this week's episode of the show um thank you all very much as always for listening robert thanks for being here once again and um oh dear <clears throat> and uh in the meantime if you want to check out all the rest of the content that we've got it's on entertainmenttalk.org for all of our content tv video games films Manchester night podcasts uh just a reminder the walking dead is back this week uh so that obviously the episode come out comes out on monday and we'll be doing the podcast on wednesday so look out for those episodes going forward um for all those things um yeah entertainmenttalk.org podcast platforms search for entertainment talk you can tell other people about what we do and where they can find it uh just by telling them those things just what we do and where they can find it i suppose uh social media obviously share the um, podcast around on different platforms if you're able to do that you can also check us out on patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast review options as well um i'm going to try something different with patreon next month as well just going to run it as a bit of an experiment but i will i will talk about that and do that on next month's chat podcast which will only be in just over a week's time because we only have 28 days this month don't we uh which is interesting so look out for us there patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options if you'd like to do that 
for your TV and your film news, Dave has got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. Uh, Geektown Radio episodes release on Tuesdays. That's your weekly TV and film podcast episode. Or you can just check out geektown.co.uk for all those news uh, pieces. Uh, Bex, who's doing some very fun, creative, and uh, sometimes charity work and things like that over on Twitch. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, you can go and give her a follow over there. Speaking of Mondays, I think she's still doing her Tomb Failure 2, obviously for Tomb Raider 2. On Mondays, go and give her a follow over there. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, for Bex over on Twitch. You can follow me on Twitch as well, uh, eTalk UK, for my different gaming streams, going live for different things now and again so check all that out as well and if you've missed any of our streams or the little video game clips i've got some more cod ones to put up which are quite fun uh, and there's a couple of dying light clips as well uh, so check those out that's youtube entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye goodbye welcome back to entertainment talk uh no that's not the right intro